Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Politics without the soap opera. With unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow patriots, once again to see our podcast yearning to breathe free again. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house here for Monday, brand new week. And it is Columbus Day, the day of discovery, the day of exploration, the day of new frontiers. That day was really shrouded in divine providence, if you think about it, or at least the day we celebrate. Um... Because it's the celebration of the discovery of one thing, the last refuge for civil and religious liberty on earth. That's what it was. The place where you could evacuate from kings, despotism, tyranny. And yet here we are over 500 years later when we need our own Christopher Columbus moment. Where is that place where we could evacuate to where we could explore and discover to reclaim just the degree of enlightenment that was discovered and then fought for by our forefathers hundreds of years ago. Where is that place? You know, Reagan uh, described or celebrated Columbus Day 1988 as follows. Yes, Columbus Day is an American holiday a day to celebrate not only an intrepid searcher, but the dreams and opportunities that brought so many here after him and all that they and all immigrants have given to this land. He says dreams and opportunities. Dreams and opportunities. Where are our dreams and opportunities? And it could very well be that the Southwest Airline pilots and crew and hopefully spreading to other airlines, it could be that that is our Christopher Columbus moment, and I am not exaggerating or engaging in hyperbole here. This really is the most important fight of our time. This is the fight we were hoping would have happened over 18 months when people were silent. But finally, a group of people have been pushed to the brink, to the breaking point, where they have nothing to lose anymore. We really do have nothing to lose anymore. Psalms 23, even when I walk in the valley of darkness, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. There really is nothing more to lose. They've taken everything from us. They've taken our physical health, our ability to heal ourselves from the virus they foisted upon us and created and enhanced. There's nothing worth fighting. Oh, we can't have a disruption in airlines. No, the disruption is the good thing. This is the sort of lockdown that you and I can and should get behind. Bring it on, baby. This is our moment. This is our moment. If this does not succeed, I I cannot imagine what will. So we're going to get to that and more today, why this is the most important battle of our time. First, a word from our sponsor today. 
The same way healthcare has been taken over by a monopoly induced by government, we have the same thing with agriculture, with your meat and chicken products. Four companies control 80% of the U.S. meat industry. What if I told you you could support a great American independent company that has the safest, most ethical, best-tasting, healthiest meat and chicken and salmon in the entire country? Wouldn't you help the effort today and help yourself? Will you get moinked like so many people in this audience and join the moink movement to get your moink box today? So here's the deal. Basically... Adam and Lucinda, they have, they've had a farm in Missouri for many years, eighth-generation farmers, where they deliver grass-fed, grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, right to your door in a box. Comes with dry ice. Um, comes very quickly as well. It's they're, All the animals are raised outdoors. Their fish swim wild in the ocean. Um, it doesn't have junk, antibiotics, hormones, sugar, it truly is great tasting, healthy stuff. Um, all the doctors we've had on the show will tell you it's you know a strong protein and fat, healthy fat diet removed from junk. This is how to live properly. This is really where it's at. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to join that Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox, M-O-I-N-K-box.com slash conservative right now and get a free year of bacon with that order, okay? That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but it's limited time. M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash conservative. That's moinkbox.com slash conservative. Don't let the agricultural cartel feed you junk ever again. So again, folks, I am really excited. I don't know anything more about this Southwest strike than you do. Um, if you are a Southwest or a worker for any other airline, email me, dharwitz at blazemedia.com if you have any insight into this. I won't share your name, obviously, but this is the underground. This is what needed to happen. And I was wondering where this movement was, and thank God it's taking off. Here's why it is so important. You see, the lockdowns were orchestrated and brought to you by government. So what happened was they brought a lot of pain but on the other hand, they spent trillions of dollars to pay off so many people. They destroyed the small businesses, but anyone working for a large business, well, they were okay. They got tons of free stuff, anyone who earned below a certain income. So they knew how to shield the pain because it was planned. So they were able to manipulate it the way they wanted, and then even that version of lockdown, right when it reached the point where people would have rebelled, they eased it off. They're very smart at that. This is a lockdown that's going to be induced by patriots. And it's something that is out of their control. And it's going to bring pain in a way that they can't control. People need to feel the heat if they don't see the light. Okay? And you know what? The big airlines, they were bailed out. They should have gone under. Because even before the mask and the vaccine, they, they treat you like chattel. They're horrible. It's time we have a new airline built on Patriot, you know, military. Uh, I mean, most of them are ex-military, but uh, pilots that treat you the way they did in the 60s and 70s, the flying experience. We need to go back to that. 
And the only reason we haven't is because government has shielded them. This is the point. You can't start your own airline, but the incumbent powers get bailed out. So I don't want to hear, oh, it's private. They could do whatever they want. Give me a break. It's all brought to you by government. So the small businesses were crushed, but most people work for large businesses. And that's how they, they spread out the pain enough that people couldn't fear it, feel it and fear it to the point where they didn't rebel. Not enough people. And then eventually even the small businesses got, you know, the, 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 the PPP program and whatever. Now we're going to bring the pain to the large businesses. We're going to bring the pain to them. And if you think about it, what is the only industry where you have highly specialized, a small number of people who could do the job, it causes a cascading effect of disruptions if they're not there, but they're largely patriotic people, right? Big tech is all, you know, all the workers are liberal, most of them. And those are the pilots. Pilots are, I mean, they're, they're ex-military Air Force, Navy, and this is before the military became gay, mainly. They are the crust of American society. And I was wondering, like, how are they going to put up with this? Well, now we have our answer. The Southwest always had the best ones, but now the corporate management has deviated from the culture of the corporation that was founded and the pilots and the people that use them. This is the perfect rebellion. Again, if you want to take a group of our people that have the most possible leverage, I cannot think of better leverage than the pilots. God be with them. Hopefully, hopefully, they could stick it out. Because remember, they have all this, they have nothing to lose anymore. They have all this paid vacation. By the way, a lot of people don't realize um, Federal Aviation Regulation 117 says that you have to be fit for duty. And that ju doesn't just mean physical. You have to be in the right mental state, right? If you're, if you're going through family issues, you can't fly. Well, when you're faced with the choice of lose your livelihood or get a clot shot that doesn't work, causes so many problems, and most of the pilots had the virus already. That is very distressing. They're not fit to fly. So go get someone else to fly. Go get your illegal aliens to fly the plane. See, see what I mean? See, everything else, they're able to kind of just push everyone aside. This, they can't, what are they going to do? And then they could alternate the baggage people. Each one, they can't fly without them. It's very stressful, very technical, very regulated industry. They can't just wing it like they're doing in every other industry, including healthcare, by the way. So this is perfect. God bless these patriots. We need to find every way we can to support them. We need to pledge to patronize any airline that gets rid of the mandate and then start working on the mass mandate, by the way. But again, folks, this is what it's going to take. It's not going to be the lawsuits. 
we've already suffered irreversible harm. Most people already have to make the choice. If the courts were going to get, if the Supreme Court was going to step in, they would have had to have done it already. They're pathetic people. Those Republican judges. We just had a Republican judge in Michigan deny the lawsuit from Michigan students on natural immunity. Natural immunity is a million times better. You know, all these studies that say it's 20 times or 15 times or 10 times better, that was in the first few months when the vaccine was presumably working, which, by the way, is not even so clear anyway because it just happens to be those months is when the virus almost disappeared. So it's, you know, we don't even know for sure. But the point is now it's a nothing. It's a nothing burger. And yet the judges go along with it. So it's not going to be them. We have to take back the power. We have to use whatever leverage we have politically in the red states, local, state legislature, the governors, the primaries. And in any field we do, you've got to band together like the dissidents in the Soviet Union. This is the perfect rebellion in many, many ways. Now, folks, one other way to rebel against the system is to stop allowing big tech to spy on you and sell your info and then use that, those proceeds to destroy us. We don't have private browsing anymore on the Internet. They monitor everything. They aggregate it by third parties, and they sell your records. Having your private live life exposed for others to see was once something that only celebrities worried about. Now it's all of us. So to keep my private data private when i go online i turn to expressvpn so basically um they make your ip address completely anonymous it's like having a mask that actually works with expressvpn my connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server every time i turn expressvpn on i'm given a random ip address shared by other expressvpn customers makes it much more difficult for third parties to harvest that data and it's so easy to use. See, the thing is, when I um, did, I, I, I was always reluctant because I hate screwing up my computer, like putting something new on. I'm, I'm so prone to messing things up. And boom, I was like, that's it. Just one click of a button. All of your devices. Multiple devices you can get on a family plan. So here's what I need you to do. Join the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com slash conservative to get an extra three months for free. That's EXPR. ESSVPN.com slash conservative. Go to expressvpn.com slash conservative. Never allow big tech to spy on you ever again. So, folks, again, this is the lockdown we all need to get behind. The problem we've had is that we never had an inflection moment, something that forced the issue. I've, I've noted other ideas, governors fighting with you know, uh, taking back their National Guards, I think, is one of those moments. My whole plan with the military. But this is it. And now there's word that Amtrak workers, if this spreads, this could be the thing. Stop it with the courts. I don't mean stop it, have the lawsuits. But let me say this. To the extent the lawsuits will succeed, they'll only succeed if they see the people fighting. Even the so-called better judges that know this is wrong, they're politically scared. It's all politics. It's public opinion that drives the courts. The courts are a joke. There's no law. 
So to the extent you're hoping for a good Supreme Court ruling, you're going to need something like this. You're going to need a groundswell. Nobody else will take the country back for you. Nobody will set sail like Christopher Columbus. You're going to have to have a tenuous period of time where you're going to forgo your creature comforts. That's what a pioneer and explorer does. That we honor and commemorate on this day. You got to you know, you got to be willing to feel the pain. Look, we have the front sight trip. I'm going on Southwest uh, the end of the month. If it gets canceled, it gets canceled. So what? If it's that bad that it's still going on by then, you know what? It'll be a good thing. We'll reschedule our front sight trip. There's nothing more important than this. It's not about airlines. It's not about pilots. And it's not even just about the broader vaccine mandate. It is about liberty and tyranny. It's everything. Right now, you have the Great Reset that, by the way, it was planned for years. We now know it was planned for years. The nexus between Hopkins and Drazen and, and Burek and UNC Chapel Hill and Pfizer and Fauci and NIH grants. And all the coronavirus research and the mRNA research. It, and, and Bloomberg. Bloomberg owns Hopkins now. The Hopkins uh, School of Medicine. They were doing this for years. They knew about it. They planned it. The only question is when they released it and was it by accident? Was it on purpose? Who released it? But we now know for sure the purpose was to get everyone vaccinated. Not, not to help people. Like, gain of function could theoretically be as dangerous as it is. Well, you want to get ahead of it to protect people. No. Vaccines aren't even the ends. They're the means. It's to show that you don't control your body. And also to kill off a number of people, as we're seeing. So, we need to get behind this. Another action item I have for you today is we need to start... A campaign, and I have to talk with people to help me to pressure every red state official, local, federal, governor. Are you going to pledge to stop taking money from Pfizer? At first, I wanted to do all big pharma, but that gets kind of semantics who is big pharma, who is not? Pick one target, pick Pfizer. Okay, they're the biggest. Pick them. Are you going to pledge not to take money from Pfizer? Pfizer pack is like the biggest thing in the world, and they give money equally to both parties, which is why both parties equally suck on this issue. They are owned, bought, and paid for by Big Pharma. By the way, folks, you have, where is this? October 18th, 2019. October 18th, 2019. That is... almost two months before the virus came out in the public, Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, the World Economic Forum, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation held a pandemic simulation known as Event 201. You could Google it on Hopkins' website, and in their press release, they have a list of proposals that emanated from that Event 201. That's when we believe they released it during that September-October period. 
and the and, and the top proposal was that this is a quote from the Hopkins document governments international organizations and businesses should plan now for how essential corporate capabilities will be utilized during a large-scale pandemic. So I don't want to hear from this garbage when all these red state legislatures, and I talk to people, oh, I don't want to regulate private business. Give me a break. It's They are one with government foisting this on, upon our people. This is what we're up against. you got to find out if your legislature, when they are having their special session, when they are having their special session, Okay? Everyone's going to have a special session. Some, unfortunately, already did for redistricting. One of them is Tennessee. Tennessee actually is having a special session on COVID. They got two-thirds to deal with this. It's going to be October 27th. Very important. Tennessee, if you look at the election data, it's one of the quickest trending red states meaning even with the cheating data it's the only state i believe that that trump won by a larger margin than he did four years prior we gotta we if there's a state we gotta win it's gotta gotta be tennessee we need a bill that is the montana bill but even stronger that doesn't have the health care exemptions categorical ban on all mandates it's what the Idaho lieutenant governor, Janice McGeehan, promised to do and actually technically did for a day when she was acting governor. That is the most important bill. Okay? We need one on the National Guard. We need a bill repurposing all the COVID money to be used for cheap therapeutics, for helping people, and for independence endeavors, as I call them. And that is setting up a fund for the federal workers and the and the military personnel in those respective states to find them jobs and utilize them for the type of jobs that we want. We talked about that a little bit last week. A never again bill that a pandemic can never be used to violate human rights. But I have a specific proposal. Just Google Daniel Horowitz, never again legislation, state legislature, something like that. It should come up. I forgot when I wrote it. This needs to happen. Yet, in the state of Arkansas, they just ended their special session without any protection. Okay? Four to one, three to one majorities. No protection. There's one bill that they did technically pass. It's going to become law that does allow antibody testing and weekly antigen testing to exempt yourself. Okay? But even that doesn't go into effect for 90 days when it's already too late, and they did that by design. Just before the weekend, when I got off the air on Friday, the House, the Arkansas House voted down SB 731. This bill would have created a right to privacy for medical status to ensure that employers cannot ask about vaccination status. And then if they would, if they violate it, it would give you a private cause of action to sue them in court. Again, we have this in every other context of medical privacy. 
It is impossible to fire people these days, even when they do horrible jobs. Race discrimination. So let's say you have someone who's non, who's not white, who happens to just be a very bad employer. He doesn't do a good job, employee, or he like causes workplace problems. It is so hard to get them fired. Suddenly now they're like, no, private businesses could do what they want. You tell me I could I could deny employment to someone with HIV, then come back to me. You tell me I could deny the homosexual agenda, deny employment to someone who comes in cross-dressing, then come back to me. But until then, we are not going to have a carve-out on the issue that is being used to destroy our basic human rights and destroy this country. No, we're not going to do that. I'm sorry. You want to get rid of OSHA, ADA, and anti-discrimination law? We could talk about that. Until then, we're going to apply it evenly. Okay? And it's very simple. Very simple. If the shots are so safe, why not take on liability? Republicans have a 78 to 22 majority in the House. I want you guys to think about that a minute. Right now, the Senate, United States Senate in Washington, is 50-50. Everyone's like, oh, the midterm elections are so important. Republicans need to win. Really? Okay, so they'll get 52 seats. Okay. Full of rhinos. What is that going to do for us? When we have, imagine if they had a 78 to 22 majority in the Senate. Oh, man, Daniel, they would, they would just run up the score. No, they wouldn't. You know how I know? Because they have such majorities in numerous states. In at least 15 states, they couldn't even muster 41, a majority, much less the 67 they needed to pass it with an emergency clause. It did pass the Senate 22 to 11, but it failed in the House because the Speaker working on behalf, the dirtbag Speaker working on behalf of the Governor, and Walmart and Tyson's Chamber of Commerce, they downed the bill. This is what we need the Liberty Strike Force teams. Um, ConAction.network is where to sign up. I don't even need more people. I have enough people in every state. I have enough people that are willing to donate time if they're willing to work together, track legislation, call, meet with members. Um, promote the good bills, block the bad bills, meet with, you know, I, I, I know good members in almost every red state. I could put you in touch with them. What we need is a few people to be the team leaders and coordinators to just get these meetings off the ground, coordinate the different committees and tasks and agenda items and forms of communication. You know, you'll have to get on some sort of chain together to formulate your first meeting. So this is what I need we're getting people stepping up. I do need Arkansas. I need Arkansas. I need Wyoming. I need Wyoming. Folks, we can't even have the degree of liberty we had on February 2020 in the state of Wyoming. There was a student arrested, handcuffed, a 16-year-old girl in Wyoming for not wearing a mask. How do we not have in the state of Wyoming what's what, what what's their majority again? Let me look this up as I'm talking. Democrats were essentially wiped off the map, but in a state like Wyoming, how do we not have a ban on mask mandates? 
How? You tell me. Well, I'll tell you how, because the governor, Mark Gordon, is a dirtbag. We absolutely need a primary to him like we have Brad Little in Idaho, north of that. We need a Wyoming strike force team. This is unbelievable. This is Wyoming. Can you imagine? Everyone's like, Daniel, why do you live in Maryland? I'm like, well, where do I go? Red states are better on guns, not much else. So let's say I would move to Wyoming. Do you know how heartbreaking it would be to move to Wyoming? Uproot your life. And then have your kids be arrested for not wearing a mask in school. Okay? This is how bad it is. The Wyoming House of Representatives. Okay? The Wyoming House of Representatives. Republicans have a 55-0 to 7 majority. 50 to 7. What is that? Like a 6 to 1 ratio. That's insane. In the Senate, they have a 28 to 2 majority. 28 to 2. There are two Democrats. And yet, we're not asking for anything fancy. Pulling out of Social Security, Medicare, having your own military, you know, secession. We're just saying, don't tase me, bro. Don't demand that I have to wear an immoral, illegal, illogical Chinese burqa on a 16-year-old's face. And we can't get that done in Wyoming. And, and, and all my colleagues, they're focused on the presidential election that's like years from now and we'll be dead by then and the midterm federal elections. They're so dumb. If you can't use your clout to get good governors and state legislators in states that are more that are more have more Trump voters then New York has Biden voters. Then, dude, go home. Stop lying to us. But this is the problem we have. We can't even get the job done in these states because we have a phony Republican Party. By the way, there's an interesting University of Virginia poll out. 84% of Trump voters fear anti-white discrimination. 84%. And I would probably submit to you that 84% of elected Republicans do not. And they're on the other side of that issue. We need to find a way to connect the dots. To make the elected officials and the political culture in the states in sync with the culture of the people. That is the nut we have to crack. Again, if it's not going to be in states like Arkansas, Tennessee, and certainly Wyoming then we truly have no place on earth to set sail because every place, unlike in Columbus's time, has been accounted for. There's nowhere to go. They're all tyrannical. If not in America, you're not going to, I mean, maybe Sweden. I don't know. It's got its own share of problems with other issues. But this is where we are at this juncture. But now I want to go through just some of the other data points we have, some of the latest information we have on COVID. We are going to do shows with some other doctors and scientists this week to delve more into the background, 
how things came about. But let's go through some of this today. So friends, you need to acquaint yourself with a very important published report by the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. This report was from October 2018. Okay, October is when they do their vaccine stuff, their simulations. Every year they seem to have all this stuff come out. And there is a very creepy report. The funny thing is this is in broad daylight. It's not like you have to do sleuthing to, to discover the fact that they've been working on the creation of a virus and a vaccine exactly like this for at least five, six years. And suddenly we have exactly what they were trying to create out of nowhere. The report is titled Technologies to Address Global Catastrophic Biological Risks. And they offer novel social control and mRNA vaccination ideas to deal with emergent pandemics. And what's, I mean, it's creepy. They, they literally say this. This is, again, from October 2018. And when they discuss, like, what they're trying to pre- prevent, pandemics, quote, whether naturally emerging or re-emerging, deliberately created and released, or laboratory engineered and escaped, that could lead to sudden extraordinary widespread disaster beyond the collective capability of national and international organizations and the private sector to control. It's like, whoa. I mean, that in itself is nuts um, that they even foreshadow that. Uh, But that's not even what I'm focusing on here. On page 45 to 47 of the document, when you find it, not the PDF, but the document, if you look at the page documents, they have one of the technologies they have is called self-spreading vaccines. Again, this, this is Johns Hopkins' own paper. Self-spreading vaccines, also known as transmissible or self-propagating vaccines, are genetically engineered to move through populations in the same way as communicable diseases, but rather than causing disease, they confer protection. Could you, folks, this is nuts. This is utterly nuts. This is crazy. Um, <laughs> this is what, I mean, we saw Pfizer in their trial protocol. They said, this is already from November, and I didn't catch it till recently, that you could catch the vaccine, so to speak, through skin-to-skin contact or inhalation. Three years ago, Hopkins was talking about this concept. Okay? And, and, and it's not a coincidence that we're seeing the effects of the vaccine, both the side effects and then the ADE or viral enhancement across the board. Both vaccinated and unvaccinated are getting crushed. Then, interestingly enough, they talk about challenges. Okay? They talk about challenges. And it's ironic the way they talk about it back then, given the politics. You could just see the Overton window. The Overton window of acceptability. How we're accepting what three years ago they were pining for, but they were like, it's never going to fly. This is on page 46. 
While self-spreading vaccines could help reduce illness and death in a severe pandemic, this approach comes with several big challenges. One important component of the current vaccination approach for humans is informed consent. In order to receive a vaccine, individuals must be informed about the risks of the vaccination by a healthcare provider and provide their consent before being vaccinated. Those who decline are not forced to receive a vaccine. That was like obvious. As much as they didn't like it, they admitted that was obvious three years ago. Now we cannot even establish that principle in a freaking state like Arkansas or Wyoming. They go on. In the case of self-spreading vaccines, individuals directly vaccinated would have this option, but those to whom the vaccine subsequently spreads would not. Additionally, self-spreading vaccines would potentially infect individuals with contra-interdictions. Sorry, contra-indications. I say contra-indiction because, um, you know, that's a term we use at the border such as allergies that could be life-threatening. Look at some of these reactions that people have gotten. We had Dr. Lynn Finn on the show talking about people that she treated got shingles and they didn't even get the vaccine but got it from people who did. But listen to this last, this last concern that is bone-chilling. Finally, there is not an insignificant risk of the vaccine virus reverting to wild-type virulence, as has sometimes occurred with the oral polio vaccine, which is not intended to be fully virulent and transmissible, but which has reverted to become both <clears throat> neurovirulent and, and transmissible in rare instances. This is both a medical risk and a public perception risk. The possibility of vaccine-induced disease would be a major concern to the public. Vaccine-induced disease. What did I tell you about the... PBS article on the leaky chicken vaccine with Merrick's disease that it made a virus both transmissible and virulent, which is impossible based on microevolutionary theory. This is what we are seeing now. You cannot deny it. You go to Public Health England. Again, every age group above 30, there are more cases per capita among vaccinated people than unvaccinated. In, for example, in the cohort in their 40s, 40 to 49, there's a stunning negative 86% efficacy. Negative 86% efficacy because there are almost twice as many cases per capita in the people in their 40s among the vaccinated than the unvaccinated. That's not 0% negative efficacy. It's negative 86% efficacy. That's ADE, the self-spreading vaccine. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. And the numbers are getting worse every week. So you're able to track uh, Public Health England's Thursday data. It comes out every Thursday. And you see the percentages are getting worse and worse and worse every week. Okay? It's becoming more deadly. Now, okay, so you might say, well, Daniel, maybe it's just more transmissible. But that doesn't make any sense because if it's more transmissible, it should be less deadly. Remember, I myself left at Delta, and I was right at the time, and I'm still right in principle because <clears throat> this is not because of Delta, where in England, 
it was literally reported in the media as a cold. And the deaths, we saw this big decoupling between cases and deaths. They got a Delta wave, but when did they get the Delta wave? They got it in May into early June. That was before the six-month benchmark, five- to six-month benchmark, that the Israeli studies, and now American studies, have shown, and American experience, that the vaccines begin to leak. So before you had this enhancement from a leaky vaccine syndrome, it behaved the way we would expect. It gets a little bit more transmissible, less deadly. Okay? And this is what we were talking about at the time. We're like, wait a minute. You look at England and all the CFRs are low. It's lower than ever with Delta. Right? That's the case fatality rate. The percentage of case, the, the, the number of cases you have and the percentage of deaths to the number of cases. Known cases. There's obviously the unknown cases that we don't detect and test or discover or people don't test and whatever. But among the ones that were tested. Then all of a sudden it goes to the American South and Israel, and it's pure hell. And there was a 94% higher number, or not death rate, I don't know the rate, but certainly number of deaths in Florida in August 2021 than August 2020. Well, the difference is that broke out in July, is when we hit that six-month benchmark of, you know, number of people that start to get vaccinated. So... This guy, Gato, he goes by Gato Malo. He's a friend of mine. Can't disclose who he is. It's a pseudonym for a reason. But he has a Substack page. Very smart guy. And what he did was he tracked the CFR rates in England. And as I predicted, England now, the deaths are skyrocketing. The CFR rates, that is. And they skyrocketed literally. He tracks it on a, on a, on a line Exactly with the growth of the vaccination rate is the growth of the CFR of, of the virus. It's unbelievable. There's no way to explain that. There's no way to explain that. You can't blame it on the few remaining vaccinated people because how is it much worse than it was before and it continuously gets worse the more you vaccinate. And it only happened about six months into the vaccination, which is when they started to leak. The CFR has gone up for almost fourfold from their first wave. Now, in raw numbers, they're not getting it as bad as the American South, as I predicted, simply because they got lucky. They got the Delta wave that, you know, more transmissible, so you're able to achieve herd immunity quicker, but on the cheap because it was less virulent. So there's just less ground to plow, whereas we got it earlier on with fewer people having had the virus and we got crushed. So there are people getting very sick in England now, but it's just, it's just fewer people at once because most people already had the virus. They got very lucky in the timing. We didn't get so lucky. Nor did Israel. I'm just telling you, folks. This is a perfect, perfect example of what's going on. It's truly unbelievable. This is... Remember, they had this planned. They had this orchestrated. Okay? There's no way they didn't have this planned. They know exactly what's going on. Because why do you think right before this broke out, they cleverly changed the names 
from geographical origins, right? The, the British variant, the South African variant, the India variant. Then they went to Delta. They started naming it. Because if it's geographical, then that, that's just like, that sounds like it's limited to geographical. You make it a new global variant. Oh, because they needed a talking point. They knew people would look at this and say, how could this happen? That it's a million times worse than it was when no one was vaccinated. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. But now they have the answer, oh, that's the Delta. And it would have been even worse with the Delta <laughs> had we not been vaccinated. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. But they had that prepared. The problem is that Delta was around for a while. And it wasn't causing a problem. See, they're always like, Daniel, you can't tell me that the vaccine created the Delta. Delta was around before. We're not saying it created Delta. Delta's a nothing. It's one of the variations which don't mean anything. It's the enhancement broke out and happened to be on Delta. It would have been any other um, thing that it would have broken out on six months after. That's my point. It wasn't the vaccine. I mean, it ultimately is because of the vaccine, but it wasn't the advent and the original circulation. It was when it started leaking. Sheba Medical Center, they did a study. This is in Israel. It's rated the ninth best hospital in the world. They um, published a study of health, of the hospital workers and infection rates among those who are vaccinated. It was published recently in the New England Journal of Medicine. And again, like all their other studies, they showed around the five, six-month marker is when the Pfizer shot wanes because they only have Pfizer there. But by the way, the evidence has shown now Moderna has waned too. It was slower, but it's also waned. But the amazing thing is they show it's worse for men than women, over 65 than under 65, and immunocompromised versus non-immunocompromised. Well, those were the people that got the virus the worst, obviously, and those are the people for whom you needed the shot the most. This, is a, this whole thing is a lie. Again, never forget that Humetrics study for on behalf of the Department of Defense, Project Salus, S-A-L-U-S, they monitored 20 million Medicare beneficiaries, and they looked at the 5.6 million who were vaccinated. And they found that from January to August 21st, the, the, the vaccinated share of the COVID hospitalizations rose steadily with both vaccines, Moderna and Pfizer, around three to four months, and then it really sharply took off five to six months. Jives exactly with Israeli data. Listen to this. By July 24th, that's when that was when we were still being told 100% of the problems were the unvaccinated. Listen to this lie. This is July 24th. Okay? That's more than two months ago. It's like two and a half months ago. So now it's leaked much, much more for many more people that got it even later. Okay? 71% of all cases and 61% of all hospitalizations were among the vaccinated. Now, before you start saying, well, Daniel, that's the Medicare population over 65, 80% of them are vaccinated. Okay, couple things here. Couple things. First of all, show a little humility. Dude, it doesn't stop transmission and even protection from hospitalization. 61% of the people are still in the hospital. So, 
They lie. They say 100% are unvaccinated. Oh, actually 61% vaccinated, but it's still less than their share of the population. Whoa. Okay, but that's still a big deal. Remember, it's not that it gives you 61% amelioration of symptoms. It doesn't give 100% of people 61% reduction in, in symptoms. It's, it's um, or no, um, uh, whatever the efficacy number works out to be 50 to 60% efficacy. In terms, if you do the math with, with hospitalization, you don't get that. It's that it's 50 to 60% of the people, but that's rolling the dice. You don't know if you're going to be one of those people. You may not be, right? So, so in other words, you cannot rely on it anymore. It's worthless. So all the people cowering in their homes that have three shots, it's not working. And they know it. Moreover, that was two and a half months ago. And, it, and the point about this surveillance is they give you monthly data. So it shifts every month. It went from 30 to 40 to 50 to 60. So by now, it likely is on par with their share of the population. And perhaps even more because we're having ADE. And then finally, as always with all these statistics, never forget, when they say vaccinated, they mean beyond 14 days after the second shot. But someone who is between the first and second or even after the second within 14 days, that is counted as unvaccinated. When we know that is the most vulnerable time, I can't tell you all the people I know getting the third shot, they're all getting COVID now. Now, by the third one already, maybe that's counted as um vaccinated but but that same thing within the 14 days after the first or second that's counted as unvaccinated that's extremely unfair that's the vaccine doing that so i would i would be shocked if it's not at least on par at this point it's a very important data point and again 76 percent of all deaths in vermont recently um were from the vaccinated people so we are being lied to in a very, very big way. It is so sad. Nobody had to die. Nobody had to... You know, we have had the monoclonal antibodies for over a year. Forget about all the other stuff. That stuff's approved by government. So forget about everything else. By their own admission, it works and it's approved. Nobody had to die. To this day, there's not enough. A lot, of, Still a lot of people don't know about it. All the money we spent on the shutdown, on the free stuff, and the welfare, and the unemployment benefits, and the vaccines. They, they all say, oh, it's funny. They're saying the monoclonals are expensive, and the shots are free. It's like, what? They're both made free by the government to the end user, and they both cost a lot of money, but the vaccine's a lot more. Just that alone is genocide. And then, some of you might have seen this study. Big study came out in the Jerusalem. This I'm reading from the Jerusalem Post. Aspirin lowers risk of COVID. 44% reduction in ventilation. 43% reduction in ICU admission. And 47% reduction in overall hospitalizations, 47%, almost half. And again, it's not about one drug, but this is the simplest one. You have a few of them in the right doctor. It's 100%, like we say all the time. This is a pretty high for just one drug. Aspirin, 
Again, don't get me wrong. Aspirin's unlikely to help you with the cytokine storm and the breathing, but most healthy people will survive a cytokine storm as bad as it is. Now, we have ivermectin for that. We have the Singular. We have the Budesonide. We have the Hydroxy and the Zinc, and you know, obviously getting your D levels up and the active form of D and all the other te techniques that help against that. But the aspirin, the key is about half the people who die is not even from the pulmonary. It's from the blood clotting, or the blood clotting will mix with the pulmonary, hence a pulmonary embolism. But the blood clotting, we knew about this. You know, as Richard Urso, Dr. Urso said from day one, they say, oh, this is off-label. First of all, there's nothing wrong with prescribing off-label, especially when you don't have anything that you're offering. But... He said, it is on label. It's on label. <laughs> this is what you prescribe for blood clotting. If you take it early, look, I knew this 16 months ago. I thought I had COVID. I didn't. But, you know, there was like one day and, you know, I never had aspirin. We take uh, Advil. So I went out. I knew back then the research was so strong on it. And I bought myself some aspirin. No one knows about this. This is the first thing I tell people when they... Call me panicked to say I have COVID. I said, wait, okay, before we get to getting you a doctor and a pharmacy, let's talk about the things you can do immediately over the counter. And aspirin, it's not going to make you feel, you're not going to notice you're going to feel better. But it's the, it's the silent killer that you don't see going on in your body, potentially, is the blood clotting. you got to foreclose that, and it does. George Washington University. They investigated more than 400 COVID patients from hospitals across the United States. Reduced mortality by 47%. 47%. Low-dose aspirin. To this day, nobody will get up there. The minute you think you have COVID, make sure to take aspirin. If, you have, if you're more at risk, take something like Lovenox. Well, that you need um prescription, but a doctor should prescribe. That's, that, that is on-label for, for the ailment. No, it's COVID-19. No, you idiots. Thrombosis. Truly unbelievable. Nobody had to die. That's just aspirin alone. Nobody knows to take it to this day. Just like nobody knows about vitamin D levels. I took my levels to what were very likely well below 30. To at least 67 at this point thanks to the advice of the Patriot doctors. Nobody had to die. But then again, folks, that's the point. You can't be that careless. You can't make such mistakes. If a doctor takes out a knife and slashes someone's throat, that's not malpractice. That's murder. This was all planned, and we now know that. So we're going to talk about later this week how they're murdering us with the, with the vaccine. There's so much more data going on. 661 deaths in Maine just in 28 days. Tiny state. And we're not counting any, any of the people I know that died from this. Or no people died from it. None of them are recorded. And we're totally fine with that. We're fine with not just keeping it on the market, but mandating it. This is evil embodied. We cannot live together with people like this. This is our time. This is our moment. Godspeed to those Southwest pilots and crew. May this spread and blossom like weeds across the nation. 
This is our sunrise. This is our moment to retaliate. May God bless their efforts. May God spread their efforts. May we proclaim liberty throughout the land and rediscover America once again. We have a lot more coming this week. Stay tuned. Sign up at iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Send this to every one of your friends and relatives. This could literally save a life. Till tomorrow, God bless you all, and thank you for listening.